Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Viva Mexico! A new franchise has begun, and it was a fiesta like none other. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Mexico, and joining me is the fabulous Privilege. How are you? Hola, buenas tardes. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. You know what? I am so, so, so excited to talk about this episode. It was a pretty damn good premiere. Um, finally, Drag Race Mexico is here. Oh, my gosh. I was so excited the entire time literally from the first look that walked into the workroom i was captivated absolutely um friends just warning you pronunciations i apologize i will get better in time i'm trying hard phonetically it's a thing we're we're, we're gonna go we're gonna work through it so i apologize in advance and as always i must leave a disclaimer this is an entertainment podcast we are discussing reality tv shows characters as presented to us through reality television production we are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see we react to what is presented yes these are real people that have been given the opportunity to go on television to share their craft but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed what is said on this podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show so now that's out of the way let's dive in what is your relationship with any of these cast members were you did you know any of them prior to the season beginning so truthfully not really like um but my best friend is such a big fan of the reality show la mastraga Mm -hmm. um and so i i heard a lot of background information prior to like the the season premiere you know there was a lot of hype around people like margaret yeah and Mm -hmm. um yeah and literally everyone met the expectation i also did pre like briefly go through previous looks that some of them had done um on that reality show so nice sort of yes and no is the the answer yeah i i obviously was very new to this entire cast aside from rohina voce because of queen of the universe absolutely actually um so it was exciting for i was very excited to see her again um very different edit from that other television program but you know what hey it's a different beast let's 
go through this. Now, before we even set foot in the workroom, we will get our intro package with a voiceover from one of our co-hosts, Valentina, where we learn that the prize package will include a year's supply of Anastasia Beverly Hills, a crown and scepter courtesy of our friends Amped Accessories, and a grand prize of 550,000 pesos. And I believe if Google is correct, that translates to about $32,000. Was it? I thought it was like seventeen. Is it? Oh, that I mean, that's what Google told me. Maybe it's wrong. Um, but I know someone was saying that like it's almost equivalent to what they got on La Mastraga, like around the same time. I couldn't tell you. Trust Miss Google, not me. We're gonna trust Miss Google. Miss Google has never lied to me. <laughs> that's good. I mean, I Miss Google's lied to me many times, and I, but I forgive her because I still I still need her, uh, because we would be nothing without Google Maps anyway. Let's talk about the workroom. It's big, it's bright, but the setup is very different than anything we are used to. Um, and we're going to talk about it as we go along, but like just the fact that the mirrors are where like the host usually makes their entrance, kind of a bit of a mind blow. Not a bad thing. It's just like different than what were, were you seeing? It is beautiful. Honestly, yeah. I love how like reminiscent of other franchises it is but it's so uniquely itself mm -hmm. and so uniquely mexico you know the absolutely colors it was it was beautiful the design i thought was brilliant we're going to zoom into our entrance which is much bigger than most and i gotta say i love that the art adorns the entrance it really did feel authentic to mexico which is it's important it's 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 mexican franchise you can't play into the americans we're, we're just happy to be there and watching alongside everyone yeah it was it was crazy all right our first queen did someone ask for a black kiss get in line because the lady in black and white is here it's 32 year old pixie pixie from mexico city um that confessional look was true dom daddy realness was not expecting that pixie pixie was dom daddy realness for you well with the leather hat and the leather um vest i was like interesting what leather vest the confessional look. Oh my god! Oh my god! I was so confused. Literally. Oh my god! They so. Oh, I was swooning the entire time for these confessional looks. They all looked so good. Pixie yeah. is totally a, a cutie. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not my favorite one of the bunch, but definitely a top. Absolutely. Now, she is a fusion of a villain from Batman's Gotham City and a super Baroque femme fatale, but very romantic. She's gothic, but never dark. Let's discuss this look. Oh, my God. Look by Marina Tahika, hair by Uzitsuki, rest by Patricia de la Pina Inata. I am obsessed with this. This is how you start a season. She comes out with the hypno umbrella. You're hypnotized. The look is all black and white, which is on brand for Pixie Pixie. The cat suit is so elevated. She looks like the super villain that I would stand. The hair is right. The beat is brilliant. This was just the best way to make a first impression. It really was. Like when I imagine like what I would want to see on television representing drag, she represents all the best pieces um, of my favorite styles, you know? Mm -hmm. It's creative. It references. It's also like pushing boundaries. It's and there's a rhinestone you know that absolutely that, that's what i want to see that's what i want to see the showgirl in me the las vegas showgirl in me wants to see rhinestones absolutely it's an absolute toot for me mm -hmm. it was a toot for me too audience 100 percent toot 
Absolutely. Now, Pixie will be our first guest to get a chance to look around. And we do see Valentina's portrait hung, but there is a spot for another one that is covered, uh, but we'll get to it. Now, she notices that the room is full of Mexican folklore, which I love. I love the culture that is infused into the into Drag Race seasons because, again, it's my opportunity to learn about cultures that I know very little about. So, wonderful job to the set designers here. Next up. Oh, 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 my pussy trembles. Um, it sure is like an orgasm to be on Drag Race. It's Serena Morena. She is your sangria pooch, subtle but impressive, your... Um, can you explain what Sandugera means? I, I don't know. I can't. I okay, so, um, well, according to Urban Dictionary, when I typed it in, it is a term used by Latin American people to refer to a beautiful and charming woman that knows how to dance and move her body. I wish I knew the word you were saying in Spanish. Um, so it's S-A-N-D-U-N-G-U-E-R-A. <laughs> nothing all right <laughs> see this is why i have incredible guests like you to help me out and if, if that's why google's there too this is we're balanced we're, we're pretty balanced <laughs> you know i it's really hard for me to try to depict or imagine where like, i guess i could have typed it out that's fair um she says she loves sailor moon hence her name but also because when her dad argued with her mom he would say serena morena her look is by BJ Bautista Barba, hair by Josela Reyes. I'm kind of mixed on her look because I like it, but it's also kind of doll's kill. I think the iridescent is very appealing. I love that she's working with the pale pink monochromatic. If she came out after probably anybody else, I would be a little more impressed. But coming straight after Pixie Pixie, like no one was going to wow me like that. Um, it's a fun look. It's bright. It's vibrant. And it seems to be very much who Serena is. Yeah, it wasn't anything that was like revolutionary, but she, she looks pretty. You know, Absolutely. For that, she looks pretty. I'll and give it a, a soft toot. Yeah. Audience seventy three percent to twenty seven percent boot. Now Pixie and Serena will hug it out, and it seems they have some sort of prior bond. Serena will ask Pixie if her pussy trembles, but Pixie says no, just her nipples. Um, again, going back to Pixie's look, they were still moving those those um. Uh, umbrellas on her nipples. Uh, it was they so kept going. It's the details. It's the details. It really is. So then I will say that Pixie is the most mentioned queen and seems to be trembling for sure. Now we have Magretia. Can someone lend me a charger? She is actually on Drag Race. She's prepared everything in her life to be there. She's there so people can enjoy her. And if they don't, screw them. I love that attitude. She's 28 years old and describes her drag as magical, loquacious, and cheeky. And I'm going to say that I'm just a dum-dum because I've never heard that word before, but um, I was just a little surprised that the translation was used. Uh, again, I'm watching this with the captions and subtitles on because my Spanish is, um, I'm old and I don't remember high school Spanish. Were you asking me to translate a word? No, no, I'm just saying, like, I, I was, the, the word loquacious was a bigger word than I expected um, their Google Translate to, to use. For, for what word? Um, just that, that, that she, she's, that she's cheeky, she's fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think cheeky was probably the, the best way to describe the word that she used. Absolutely. I thinking, because I have my, uh, my captions on as well, um, mostly because I struggle with hearing, and mm -hmm. so sometimes I rely on reading. 
And so it, it really balances out. And I find that I'm using, like mobilizing two different linguistics, um, like characteristics. And at the same time, I'm like listening in Spanish and reading in English. Yeah. Wild. Her look, no designers are listed. I think it's really fun and playful. I love the stoned hearts and the tights. Very fresh, refreshing. The red bow and, and gloves pair well with the nude illusion. Um, I think it's very dangerous to enter a competition with a crown on your head. And especially when the tiara doesn't sparkle as much. It's a curse. We've seen many queens enter into the workroom with a crown on and they don't win. But it's a pretty look. I know who we she is from this look. Crown on and win. Yeah, who, 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 who are you throwing Sasha out there? Valor. That's true. Well, Sasha Valores, she's one in a million, isn't she? Who isn't to say that Margaret E.I. isn't either? That's true. Know, she has a big reputation to live up to. Absolutely. Now, obviously, you mentioned that you knew a little bit about her. Um, is this what you expected from her to walk into the workroom? Yeah. I mean, her face stamped iconic. Mm -hmm. That is her face. Um, and her looks, they're conceptual. I think, you know, I, I really don't even know what to think because there are so many variables and variations of drag within ourselves when we produce something mm -hmm. and so i don't always expect someone to give 100 i expect levels you know and i think absolutely that's a soft a soft entrance and she looks beautiful absolutely yeah. i'm gonna go a soft toot here um audience 37 percent toot 63 percent boot now Pixie tells us that Margaret is an icon of drag culture in Mexico City and nationwide. And Margaret tells Pixie she looks mind-blowing, but Pixie says the same about her, uh, which is just a modest way to say this is a look from your wardrobe, uh, you know, some stones. That's what she got out of it. Next up, I am here, a Catero woman of the world to the world, Vermela Noir. And she kind of does it very much like the Pinot Noir from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, if you recognize that reference from years ago the way she oh my sang God, it I out i love that show i fucking love so that good. show Ugh. she says the best thing of her drag is that she's a goddamn goddess of culture art something really seen in drag especially in mexico and she tells us that some people say less is more others say more is more she says she's a lot more her look is by ines avayos jewels by india gift and nails by jewelry this was just so evocative and such a powerful statement to enter in. I really loved it. The adornments were sublime. The colors were rich. The fabrics were rich. The headpiece was quite captivating. And it kind of made me want to learn more about the story behind it and what it meant, because I love when drag teaches me things. And we're going to get a lot of that this episode. Yeah, like what a cunty line to walk in with and say, <laughs> like, I'm the cultured one. I'm the artist. Like, that is so fucking cunty. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's truth in that, you know, a lot of us are drag queens, but not all of us are artists. You Thank know? you for saying that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope certain people hear that. But no, it's absolutely true. She, I, I'm excited. I, these people are all like genuinely like stimulating. And it, mm -hmm. it's, it's so fun to watch, especially I love people who have an unwavering sense of self. Absolutely. This look toot for me. I mean, there are pieces of it that I would boot, but like it's overall beautiful. Audience, 89% to 11% boot. 
Word. Even before she makes her way over, the girls have a reaction to Vermela. Serena says that she is an exaggerated girl. And after almost taking a tumble, she notices her mother sitting across the room. Yes, Pixie Pixie is her drag mother. She belongs to the House of Black and White, led by Pixie Pixie. And we learn that she is her youngest daughter. Even seconds in, there are jokes about family conflict. Um, don't say those words out loud because the producers are listening and they're going to make you like have your family conflict on television. Now it seems, yeah. Now it seems that Pixie and Vermeha may not have known the other would be there, being as they are in the same drag family. I'm sure they had to have had some inkling, especially when you prepare for this show. You have to know if someone that close to you is getting ready to do the same goddamn thing you're about to do. Yeah, truly. I mean, getting ready for Drag Race, it takes a village. It takes a village. It really prepare. does. You know, that shit is hard, especially if you're going to go in there with your best foot forward. I cannot stress enough how important it is to not, like, single yourself out and think you have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. You You can, like, ask for help. And it's scary because it's also a trust thing. You know, you don't want people going out. You you really need to have a community behind you. Absolutely. Support you even if it is in silence. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as I've said on the podcast before, I've, de- I've been part of a team to help someone get ready for Drag Race um, at this point many moons ago. Um, uh, Honey Davenport. Oh, work. Yeah, that was a fun, fun experience. Um, believe me, there were times when I was stoning some of her looks. I was like, I can't wait to see this on TV and then find out, oh, fuck, it didn't make it. Uh, but that's OK. She still wore it with pride after the season. Um, but it's, it really is a really difficult process, especially for the artists. And you got to be there to support and help in any p- way possibly they need it. It's really crippling, too. Um, you have things changing, like, all around you. And it is really just, like, one big edging session sometimes because you finish it, you, you make it with all your friends, and then you never get to show it off on that's national true. television. And that's it really the reality. Is. It's just the reality. Serena will note that Vermela is not in black and white, but Pixie says that none of her children are black and white, just the name of the house. This is Vermela's chance to prove to the world about her drag, and there she is with Mommy Dearest to go at it together with. Now, Serena will misconstrue and thinks that Margaret is part of the family, but no, no, not true. They are all different houses. Next up, the finest breed bitches here cry howling puppies because Rahina Voce is here. She is Mexico City's ultimate drag, saying she is spectacular, elegant, glamorous, and here to win. And she says the other girls have to beware of her because of her expertise on stage is evident. There are no designers in this look. I love Rahina Voce. I loved her on Queen of the Universe. I stand. Um... This look felt like probably the most Americanized version of what an entrance look would be. Um, a little more on the simpler side, more of like a walk around look. Now, to be fair, I say this every season, you never know what they are going to throw at you in the first mini challenge. So not only do you want to sometimes play it safe, you don't want to ruin your drag if they're going to throw you in water or, or slap shit around on you. It's a very simple, basic, and from everything I've seen from Regina, this is not what she can do. I think this was her being like, you know what you're going to get from me. We'll get there. Uh, That being said, the confidence that she has, such a strong person, such a strong conviction. Even if I had a half of that, I would be a much happier person. What did you think of her entrance look? Really beautiful makeup. 
really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I guess like I don't really see a lot of identity like piercing out from the look. It's a good look. Like, and if I saw a girl walking around in a, a metro, I'd be like, "Work, bitch." Um, yeah. But at the same time, like this is the first time the the world is like really. I guess it's not the first time for her, but like truly, a larger audience is getting to know you, right? And so you, I, I always say you want to walk in, even if it's like it might get ruined, even if it gets trashed. This is the first impression, you know. And I, I expected a little bit more, um, but you know, I'm, I'm willing to wait absolutely with that well he and i love you i will sadly give this entrance look a boot i will i will nuke it all right audience 22 percent to 78 percent boot now as she stands there making her entrance margaret will yell to her one reality show isn't enough which is funny but hey the world of wonder multiverse is expanding and i am so here for it um we're gonna have more crossovers i'm sure now, Fermenta says that Regina is a showgirl. And I'm going to say watching all of the international franchise, the term showgirl has so much varying weight to it. Obviously, in the States, we've had people like Kahana recently, who is the, getting the token showgirl referencing, obviously, to her drag aesthetic and being having a Vegas background, as you know. Um, in Sweden, when we talked about showgirls, it was Elektra who was a showgirl in the sense that she mainly performs in stage shows. Do you know what showgirl reference is when it comes to Mexican drag? No, I, I really don't. And I, I have to really like make it known. Um, while I am Mexican and I do claim that as a large part of my identity, my, my Mexican experience is so different mm-hmm. from a Mexican experience like of someone born, raised, and like informed in Mexico, you know? Mine is all pieces of knowledge I've gathered and garnered through translation as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a completely different experience. So I don't know, but I I know what Vegas showgirls are because yeah. that is where I'm from. And I can speak Yeah. It seems like it, the showgirl is very much in the sense that she has the theatrical background, because I, I do remember from Queen of the Universe, so Hina was like in multiple um, shows like Lion King and things of that nature. So I'm assuming that's what they're referencing. Now, Sonana will tell us that she found Hina's look simple, which is funny because hers is probably just a step above it. Now, Margaret will tell the girls that she hopes there is no singing challenge as they are all fucked. The bitch has pipes. I would be afraid of her for sure. Are you a vocalist? I, I am a vocalist. Um, and I don't think I would be afraid of her. <laughs> Where can we hear your music? You can hear my music on all streaming platforms, including YouTube, Spotify. I, I will say I am a completely different type of musician, which is why I would not be afraid. <laughs> um, like, we're not selling the same things, you know? Absolutely. She's. Yeah, I'll just, I'll say that. Next. We're not the same thing. <laughs> Next up, don't worry, this isn't one of those trips, or is it? It's Miss Vallarta from, from Puerto Vallarta, Jalisco. Um, and yes, we noticed she is pink. She says her drag is very cartoonish, a lot of color, fantasy, texture, shapes, and artistry. She believes she'll win Drag Race Mexico because she'll have fun. Listen, if fun was the criteria to win things, I would be the winner of so many more glam awards. 
<laughs> but I'm still oh at zero. God. One day, oh. one day. She says her drag is a new experience as it's different and fresh. Her look is by La Cajena. The positive, this is so stupid. It's so campy. I live for the reference. She is calling out Puerto Vallarta tourism. Love that. Um, I get pink is her brand, um, though we will see a bit of a departure of that later and we'll get to it. I think I wish the hair was a bit grander. It feels small in comparison to the proportions, but the reality is that she's wearing just an oversized Hawaiian shirt with so much pride that the drag silhouette was sacrificed for the storytelling. Loved her use of props. Again, stupid in all the right ways. If the idea is to make an impression in your entrance, Miss Fireteck succeeded. Is it the most visually appealing? Find me someone who's made a Hawaiian shirt look hot. Literally, I I don't know why. <laughs> I, like, you know, it was a choice, and she did it. <laughs> Have you ever been to Puerto Vallarta? Because yeah. for me, the only way I've been to Puerto Vallarta is through um, the homosexual stories on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never been. Um, and I see it. I see it. I'm glad somebody is speaking to it. Absolutely. You know, somebody is like deconstructing the reference. I would just say that, you know, most people probably take once, like maybe a 13th of a second to make an impression about you or to make some kind of idea of you. And the look, I think, as a quick read, it would just be like, okay next it's absolutely not like, it's not show-stopping enough and it's not declarative enough that it's like making me want to stop and think about her again absolutely sadly i will have to give this a boot I, again when you put her next to pixie pixie like it's just it, it doesn't compare it's a boot yeah i mean audience 18 percent to 82 percent boot when she walks to the girls when explains that she went to puerto vallarta when she wasn't gay yet um which someone will misconstrue it as puerto vallarta isn't gay um and that's like and rena's like no 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 it is very gay very very gay and again from what i've seen on the socials um gayest place next up half a trip was going up half a trip was going down but the south is present and yes i am a whore she's lady keto and she comes straight from oaxaca and she brought her gay pride hat and mesh circuit party top with her in her confessional um i was like yeah i've, I've seen those looks in the, in the club before she says that she combines her drag with her stand-up comedy love that i love stand-up comedy are you a fan of stand-up i love it i love it I love watching stand-up specials. I don't like going to stand-up shows because I'm terrified that I would get called out because I'm just I one of those easy either. targets. I always hope that I get called out. Oh, yeah? I hope. I because And I the thing is, like, I don't even really, I don't heckle. I don't, like, mm -hmm. try to rebuttal. But I love the idea of everyone looking at me. <laughs> that's fair that's fair i i i, I so like call me out so that everyone can see <laughs> i think my problem is like i just have like a resting listening face so like i have like no emotion when i'm at a show or something so people are like you're not enjoying yourself like, no 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 i am i'm just taking it all in in a way that doesn't look like i'm enjoying it but i am i love it mm -hmm. i i tend to like just slowly space out of things and... that's fair <laughs> lady cat look by avesic 
I adore this look. Again, I want to know the history and the background of the look because it's so beautiful and so authentic. As far as drag silhouette, it was perfect. She has the right proportions from the waist to the bust to the headdress. Love her mug. Quite striking. And once again, the adornments are truly what sells this garment. This felt like a love letter to Mexico, and it's exactly what I hope to see more of it this season. Yeah, it was pretty. Um, very Latina. Beautiful makeup. Beautiful makeup. Beautiful. I will give her soft. I'll give her a toot. I'll give her a soft toot. Audience, 95% toot, 5% boot. Now, as soon as she walks over, the girls want to know, besides being a whore, what else is she? She's also deep. And there you have it. That's what she said. She Lady Carol will tell us that she is truly mortified and stunned, but there she is to give it her all. They will tell her that her headdress is so beautiful and she offers for them to borrow at any time. Would you let others borrow your drag? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't gatekeep shit. There are queens in this community who like won't tell you who designer they worked with because they're so afraid that they're going to get the look copied or they're going to get a look just done the exact same way or it'll just be so hard to con. I don't gatekeep shit. You know, part of my my ideology behind everything is that there is space for everyone, mm-hmm. and the things that the things that you gravitate to will always belong to you in a way that is so different from belonging to someone else. I could give this hair to someone else, and they will make it their own experience. Absolutely. You know, Do you ever work. fear that you won't get your drag back? Sometimes it is, you know, but. Loss is an offering and it's also a gift, you know? I love that. I'm here for that. Okay. So Nana will say that Lady Keto is so lovely wearing Oaxacan craft as she is highlighting the luxury and making use of her drag. Pixie will say that a folk was needed as a worthy representation of their country. Um, I'm not sure what the correlation of uh, Oaxaca would be toward, I guess, America. Um, is it kind of like a north-south type situation do you know anything about it yes uh so it's just like a different state probably a little bit more south gotcha now of course Hannah will refute pixie's comment as rubbish saying that they are all worthy representatives of the country next up drag race your chameleon is here she is our henis and she is 26 years old and is the sexiest outgoing funniest chameleon in cuilan jorez chihuahua she says that this chameleon has quite a few eggs. She says she is a threat to the competition because she is flawless from head to toe. Lots of confidence coming out of this one. I love it. Like I said, I love a bitch who looks unwavering. She mm-hmm. looked great, especially that fucking tail. Yes. No designers listed. There is a lot to take in here. I will say that stoning and detailing, sublime, truly well executed. The hair is right for this look as it pulls that neon green out of the cat suit really, really well. Um, the tail is a bit of a question mark for me simply because I'm not sure exactly sure what it was. It kind of gave me di- dinosaur. One of the girls said octopus. So I was like, I know it's not that, sis. <laughs> um, but it, it was it was chameleon light. Um, it's not my favorite of the bunch, but I certainly appreciate it because no one else looked like her. No one else did that. Exactly. I like, you know, maybe she just put it on because she thought it looked cool. Maybe it just doesn't even mean anything. And that's what yeah. I love about it. I'm like, this shit looks cool. Absolutely. So, man, it's a toot for me. 
It's a two. It's a two. Audience, 64% two, 36% boot. She tells us that she knows Pixie and Margaret from social media and then says that the other girls don't seem relevant to her. We got our mean girl with an eye on the prize. Not a villain, but she is in her possibly entering villain era. She is representing Juarez, and with that, Pixie notices a very strong attitude in her saying that she looked them all up and down. She hopes she's not like this the whole competition, and you know if it's in the edit at this moment, it's a clue to foreshadowing of things to come. Can't wait to see how this turns out. Now, Lady Keto will ask her how long she is, and she's like, the tail? Um, what else could she possibly be referencing? I don't know. I'm a child of Christ. Cheeky. Next up. Did you want to show, bitches? It's Christian Peralta coming straight from Guadalajara. She says that her drag name is Christian Peralta. Why? Because she don't give a fuck. But also that's her out of drag name as well. And we're going to talk about the life of Christian a lot this episode. And I'm very excited to discuss it. Very fascinating and very fresh for the show. Her look is by Benito Santos and Santoyo, here by Evelyn Carmine. This, for me, was just perfection. Absolutely flawless from head to toe. A hood is a power move. I will say, if I want to be a little nitpicky, since the garment is very mesh and sheer and see-through, what was underneath could have been a little more, had a little more care, as you can see the white tank top. That being said, there are stones to help distract you from it. The mug was impeccable. Love her paint so much. She really is a true illusionist. And I have a feeling that we're going to be having her be a main focus of the season. Yeah, she was beautiful. Like makeup, correct, garment, stunning, hair, beautiful. I loved it. Sometimes I wish I could pull something like that off. I know that like I would never you be could. able to, but it's what are you talking about? You would never. You totally could. That hood. Oh my god. I love a hood moment. It was so stunning. What Maybe even the glam awards, I'll just come out and something stunning like what that. What is stopping you? The, You're the right, nothing. I, the day I decided that I was gonna dress for me and nobody else was the day that I started to feel my most beautiful in everything that I wore. I love that. I love that. I'm going to give this a two. It's so good. It's a two for me, too. Audience, 89% to 11% boot. Now, after greeting the girls who are enamored by her face, she is asked about being an illusionist, and she says that she is an impersonator, singer, father of a family. Now, when I heard that, I was like, okay, a father of a drag family. Cool. Nope. Like, literal father. Wife and kid. Um, Did not see that one coming. Didn't either, but I love it. I so love it. exciting. Christian says that her wife and daughter are her biggest fans. Lifestyle is very different. She says that on the showbiz side, she is the queen of the night, elegant, refined, sophisticated, and a bitch. And Pixie will tell the table that Christian is one of the greatest of her homeland in Jalisco. All right. Next up, put away your wallets because Gatavero is here to steal the show. She is the dangerous lady who is the queen of the air, fire, and your heart. Um, and I might agree because she might be my crush of the season. She's very cute. Galavaro? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. When they came on my screen out of drag, specifically out of drag. Right. Um, it, it was a matchup between them and the next person. <laughs> like, they were... Oh, oh yes. Um, also, the confessional look. To have your name on your confessional look, that's another power move. I, I, I stand that. 
yeah, the confessional look was hot. <laughs> like, I can't. <laughs> he looked hot. Absolutely. Hot. I'm not sure what their pronouns are. Dada is one in, with the faded face and the tiny lace. She says she is a scammer, a bandit, a liar, a thief, because she always steals the show. Um, and again, stole the confessionals wearing that name on her jacket. Her look is by Avasek. The look is very camp paired with fashion. I kind of adore that. Like the stripes that elongate the body very well. It's a really strong silhouette for a skinny bitch. I do love the flare from the jacket because it gives it a bit more life and movement. The red bob is a choice, but red, black, and white is a power combo. Now, I didn't know why the dollar sign was written on the money bag, but I learned that the symbol is also used for the peso as well. The more you know. I do wish that she had a necklace as opposed to a choker, as you could barely see it with how the bob fell on her shoulders. But I, I really think this was a fun look. One thing it did lack was stones, which would have been cool, but hey. She made it work for her. Yeah, it was okay. Um, I thought she looked a little bit like the Hamburglar if you made it cunty. But Absolutely. Like, I mean, it wasn't, she didn't look ugly. She looked, Listen, Grimace is having a moment. Maybe the Hamburglar is next. <laughs> she looked pretty. She, she did. The bare minimum, she looked pretty. Is it the Absolutely. most exciting? No. I'll give her a toot. I'll give it a uh, this is crazy because I'm so attracted to her when she takes this off. I'm gonna give it a boot because I actually this is the one look that I was just like to do better next time. Audience, 91% too, 9% boot. I guess I'm I'm the nine. <laughs> now Miss Fayarta will tell us that she thinks Gata's look was hideous, and I was like, girl, okay. Uh, but she thinks that Gata had her clothes in the money bags. She tells us that she sees some wry faces because there are some that can't stand this being. Sounds like we have some pre-show drama to work out inside the workroom. But Mela says she is a rival. I'm like, do tell more. Even Margaret will say the conflict began when Gata arrived. Trouble has started. Margaret tells us that Gata entered with an ugly attitude saying the other girls are jerks and she is the big shot. She will tell the girls that she is from Moriela but started in Guadalajara, to which Lady Caro says, and in Mexico City and Puebla and Gata, says that she does have a boyfriend in every state. Um, so I guess I don't have, maybe I do have a shot. Maybe I do have a shot if she can have, I'll, I'll, I'll be the New York boy. Well, no, you, maybe, who knows? Maybe I'll be I the I want to be a traveling lover as well. There we go. I, Allison, I share. I, you can love me and then I will set that love free. Do you have lovers in multiple states? I have been known to love more than just a single person in a school. <laughs> um, and I do travel a lot, so I make sure I get to to proclaim my, my love. <laughs> I'm here for it. Now, speaking of love, Pixie is just going to come out and say that she and Gata had a thing. Um, as they say in the musical Grease, tell me more, tell me more. Um, well, Pixie says that Gala left her for another man, but that's okay. But Gala says that every time she sees Pixie, they complain and ask them, but she doesn't, she doesn't know where, they are, where they're at. But again, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about this previous romance throughout the season. 
I love it because like you look at both of them and you just don't know who tops and who bottoms. You, right? You just you hope that they are verse. Uh, right? I mean, again, based on what um, our friend Pixie is wearing in the confessional, I have an idea of who probably tops, but hey, that could be a, a disguise. I don't think so. I think maybe Gala, <laughs> Gala gives some, some verse energy, some flip energy. Pixie, Pixie too. I don't know. Jealous. <laughs> I make a wonderful third if they ever want to expand. That there is it is. Funny. <laughs> Our final queen. I don't know, baby. I don't think you can handle all this matraca as she plays the matraca. She is 24 years old. Um, from the land of limes and orange blossoms. She is here to demolish the competition because she is low, a bastard, and a noisy baby. Um, again, beautiful, stunning, in and out of drag. Yeah, like, do, do you know um, the drag performer Dawn in Brooklyn? Uh, yes, I do. So uh, they, like, their confessional look reminds me of, like, if you made Dawn latin <laughs> like, okay okay i can see that sort of their drag too sort of don is more like cunty alien um uh-huh. and matraca is still a human being like but they're out of drag just i was like if you added some tint to don i could see don wearing this exact like confessional look i love that all right her look is by chulache muerto here by mali bloom this was fashion. This was culture. This is everything. I love the patchwork and the color blocking. She looks incredible. The mug is right. The puffy ball head piece was paired so well. This was a color explosion done in all the right ways. Again, I want to know the history of this look. I want to know the background. I want to learn more about this. This was so, so beautiful. Yeah, I think that as a piece that ignites and fuels conversation, Matraca really did a a beautiful job of integrating that into the look that she's chosen um, in in a simple way as well, a simple silhouette that still feels like drag and feels elevated as opposed mm-hmm. to when we think of, um, what was her name? Miss Vallarta. Right. Like, I guess they're both, I think that's where I was just like, Miss Vallarta tried to stimulate conversation, but it was, underwhelming right whereas matracas gets to the finish line so good it's a toot for me it's a really soft no not really soft really hard toot audience loved it 89 percent toot lever said boop nagata says that matraca is the ultimate and excellent representation of mexican folklore and she's a monster on stage so if there's anyone she's afraid of in a lip sync it's her Christian will ask Matraca if Matraca knows most of the queens, and she says yes, but Christian seems to be the one who knows the least of the group. Gala will use this moment to tell everyone that Christian is legendary, and there is that target on the back. The pressure is on. Matraca says that there are many well-known faces, but many new ones. Sometimes she feels intimidated, but when she sees her sisters, she feels at home. The alarm blares, and that's it. 11 queens have entered the workroom. The game is on. Now the screen is going to turn on, and it is her, Valentina, and she looks radiant. I kind of love her in that blonde hair, in her uh, little Oh my god, messages. her workroom entrance? Mm-hmm. She looked phenomenal. She looked phenomenal. I was obsessed. Obsessed. In the video, 
She will say history will be made when they find their kingdom, when they see the first drag queen devour a snake. As the video ends, out from behind them are the stairs where Valentina descends. And again, because of television staging, you are going to see all the queens run to their second position. So they are in the right camera place for everything, which is why I was like, it's so weird that the stairs are not next to the video screen. But again, we're used to seeing how many versions of Drag Race do the same thing. We changed it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really feel anything for that. I just thought I was like, okay, here we are. Yeah, it is a little bit jarring in a way that we're so used to a specific setup, but it's not a bad thing. Now, of course, the queens are going to run down the list of references and credits for our dear host, Valentina. Um, I'm going to call her out for a second. Rent, is that something we really want to highlight in a moment of positivity of her career? Did you enjoy her performance in Rent? I think any moment in your career, it's a positive highlight. Even the shit that you make, like that you don't do incredible at, or like you're not super phenomenal. Why not highlight it? Fuck it. You know, I I remember being at a a viewing party for the rent live at icon. And again, we all know that Valentina was sick and was uh, a question mark if she was going to be able to perform. Um, But she, she got everyone excited. We all watched it because she was on it. Yeah. And why not highlight that? You know, I think it was revolutionary to see someone even just like come from Drag Race and get to that kind of level of notoriety and relation. Even if it wasn't like the best performance, the reality about being a performer is that not every performance is going to be your best. And you should still look back on it with like fondness, respect, and above all kindness, you know. Valentina will welcome them to their biggest opportunity as they find out who is the most like Linda Evangelista. Now, before Valentina can get to her line welcoming to them to Drags Mexico, we will hear some heels click clack, whatever could it be. Making her entrance, it's Lolita Banana, who is looking mighty gay. I live for her entrance look, too. Yeah, she looked beautiful. Now, did did you watch Lolita on Drag Race Friends? I did not. I did. And I was uh, like a little shocked to see her get this opportunity. But at the same time, I am so excited for her to get this opportunity because I adored her on Drag Race France. Yeah, no, she was she was stunned. She's she's amazing. Now, we will have a good old fashioned Mexican standoff as they circle like their enemies as Valentina is revealed to have covered up Lolita's portrait. Are they about to fight? No, it's time for a big hug as they officially co-host for the season. Now, Rina says that Lolita is like a typical Mexican mom who is kind of bitchy and will throw a chancla at you, but also loves you at the same time. Now, it is made clear that Lolita and Valentina will be making decisions together, so there is no hierarchy. Um, though this episode, it will feel like Valentina got a little more airtime than Lolita, but I have a feeling they'll probably be switching off episode to episode. I thought that I didn't notice anything that was off balance. I thought that they were both good. I thought it felt organic. Now to kick off the season, we are going to watch our queens do a photo shoot and they're prepared for anything. Lolita says that the theme for the shoot is something they love to do in Mexico. It's all about banging. And no, no, not sex. Bang the pinata. What a fun start to the season. What a We're going to learn shoot. that they will each turn into a typical Mexican pinata that matches their drag. What kind of pinata would you be? 
Oh my gosh. I I would be a wooden one. Yeah. <laughs> I would be a wooden piñata because I'm always stiff and ready to go. So, <laughs> Here he is. Ready to go for a bang. <laughs> <laughs> now the queens are going to get out of their entrance looks and put something new on entirely. And while this is happening, we do have a bit of a Mexican-inspired underscoring, which I thought was wonderful. Love that we are truly going to lean into Mexican pride and celebration, as it should be. Now, similarly to Drag Race Philippines, they will have a separate look for this shoot, which is something we rarely see on other franchises. Do you prefer the first photo shoot challenge to be in the entrance look, or do you like that we have something different for the photo shoot? No, I want the entrance look. I want the entrance look. Yeah, right? I, that's, I that's, that's the whole fun know, of it. I, I couldn't piece together if they had been like, prompted with something to like bring a look inspired by piñata or if like production provided those looks that's this mm -hmm. is why like i was like oh, i wish it was in their entrance looks we're gonna move straight to the set where there we have a giant rainbow piñata backdrop and our queens decked out in tinsel uh listen i'm gonna say it, it I, I i was terrified that these looks were gonna look cheap but overall i was mighty impressed they all pretty much uh, made something good out of the materials they were given because We've seen some people use those tinsel and don't work out for them. And it's okay. Walter Gomez will be our photographer of the shoot. First up, we have Gata. She is ready to fly. And by fly, the bitches are really going to be getting into a harness, just like on Drag Race Philippines. I think Gata was very strong in her shoot. She knew how to pose and play with the wind. Her look was pretty good, except um, her apricots were getting out. A theme for this shoot. A couple people um, had things fall out. But listen, if you've ever been in a harness for theater, shit rides up and moves around things that you've already moved around. Um, so I give the queens credit because this is not one of the most comfortable shoots for them to do. I mean, have you ever tucked? I personally have not tucked. Not yet. I, I huh. have not gotten into that world yet. Yeah. Tucking? You could think you're good to go and then you'll be in it and then all of a sudden a testicle will be out on the left side and I'll just be flopping <laughs> and you're just like yo I thought I pulled that bitch back this is wild <laughs> yeah and again because of the way the harness is like it does make a v up into your crotch so like it, it is pushing them out and it, that is whatever. drag that is drag yeah. you know tell me one performer who hasn't had a ball slip from the left side or the right side at some point if they had testicles of course, it's time to meet our pit crew in their masks as they whip out their sticks. And um, again, we got some hotties on our pit crew. Yes. Yes, we do. I I don't know. So normally I hadn't like really thought a lot about Latin men lately. You know, being in America, I'm constantly thinking about American men and citizenship. But like <laughs> on, on Drag Race Mexico, I was like... <gasps> Look at all these brown Latin boys. Christian's mm -hmm. turn, and I love the colors of her look. Uh, Christian was very strong, served face. Uh, again, I'm keeping an eye out for this one. Next up is Lady Keto, who is flipping in her silver and newspaper-inspired look. Uh, she is literally just going to be showing ass as she's going to get stuck away from the camera. Oopsie. Uh, so bad that they have to do the shoot with her on the ground. That's how bad she could not get herself back into position to be shot in the air. 
Oh, <laughs> like photo shoots are hard. Photo shoots are it hard. It is. I mean, you should know you're you you are the the queen behind the camera. <laughs> I I have been known to take a picture too, <laughs> and very good photos, if I may add. Thank you, thank you so much. I mean, if World of Wonder is listening, they know they booked me for Drag Race Live. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Listen, they, those are pretty iconic photos. Thank you. All right, next up. Miss Vallarta is looking literally like a pig in her pink paper piñata look. Not the best, but she is committed. She really went in, especially when Valentina told her to be a bad, bad girl. She was ready to play that role. Vermelha is up, and while she hates heights, she is determined to do it. She will swing like it's a swing on the playground. She doesn't give because she is clearly a bit terrified, which I would be too. Again, I've never been in a theatrical harness flown into the air. I've been around it. I've had to operate one before, which is also terrifying because if you fuck up, you're you're making someone fall. Huh, there's a lot of things that are going through your mind when you're in front of that lens, especially when you're putting something uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Now, Margaret did the same idea as Miss Vallarta with the paper, but her look was so much stronger. And I think it's because of how the colors were laid out and um, the slip, which Valentina called the coin slot. Now she will reveal from the piñata jacket that she served sexy. I think that was very smart. Rahina is up and she was just floundering around. She is shaking her legs. Now she tells us that this is not the first time she's been in a harness lifted up in the air as she's done it in her shows. But you think someone of her experience would slaughter this challenge. From what we saw, it was, it was, it was fine. But Valentina will start to make her sing. And the bitch is just teasing the competition. Pray there is no vocal challenge because she's going to win. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. You know what? We don't know what the others can do yet. I love, like, I, I liked uh, Regina Voce, but, you know, there's just something about her that I'm not looking at her and saying she's, she's the one to watch. You know, I think that there are other people in there who have made a stronger statement right away. You know? Absolutely. It's time for Serena Marina. Go ahead. It's like, photo shoot challenge always gets me so excited because I always think I'm like would I eat this up like would I do incredible uh because like I'm so used to standing in front of my lens and I'm used to just being like with cameras everywhere being on set and then I think I probably would not win (laughs) truthfully because it's so different being a person controlled by other people in a lens and then sure. being other people who are overstimulant, I feel like I would just be like, I would, I would just be frozen. I wouldn't even know what to do. I'd be like, oh my God, I'd be thinking too much about light position, like around me. I'd be like, are you sure you're getting a good photo? Like this light over here doesn't look like it's doing anything for me. What is going on on this side? Like it would just be crazy. I got that. I got that. Now we have Serena Marina, who is a little burrito with the donkey head. Uh, I mean, listen, if you're going to go for piñata, go with the stereotypical one. She was very campy. And there, there's something about her that I kind of vibe with. I'm just going to, I I feel like I'm going to like her. Maybe it was like the full flip that made her lose her head. But like, listen, she's commitment. And she's just smiling through it. And that's kind of what you want to see on Drag Race. Like you want to see people living their dream and having fun doing it. Yeah, it was, it's fun. Um this whole thing at that is just wild. It's a wild challenge to me. Um, in undergrad, I did a whole thesis concentration, just like a whole project 
just focusing on piñatas and the history behind them, the origins, what they were, why the iconography has changed so much over the years. Um, and so then we were tasked with this idea of making our own piñata, which is why I answered earlier and said I would be a wooden one because I, uh -huh. made, I made a wooden piñata for like, and I like, I talked about what it meant. Oh, it was just, this That's is so awesome. fun to watch. This is so fun to watch. Matraka is up. Her look was stunning. Um, it was trans pride flag realness. And she was serving face and fashion. And again, another one who's going to be tough to beat this season. Argenes got the cape stuck and forced her backwards. So she's going to flip over and spreads her legs. Uh, I see what she did. Um, especially when the pit crew was beating her. She was definitely enjoying that part. I would too. <laughs> I enjoy beating. Now Pixie Pixie is up and she is not in black and white. And that is the versatility the judges are looking for. Um, but there were streamers, a lot of them. Um, and she even couldn't hide the snake. She had to hide her unfortunate reveal. We're going to find out, does she have the best stick in Mexico? Lolita may or may not know. And that's the tea that we all need to know. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Good one. Collusion? Never. Not on this show. And that was our first mini challenge. I thought it was really fun. The very first winner of, the, of a challenge on Dry Race Mexico is Margarita she wins 18,000 pesos. Do you agree? Was she the winner in your eyes? Yes. You there know. you have it. The expert agrees. I think Margaret Yajas is someone who knows how to pose in front of a camera. Absolutely. That kind of awareness, when you know your face and when you know how it looks and reads on camera, you are powerful. That's what makes a strong model. Just Absolutely. someone who is aware of how they're being seen. I mean, she's got a very, very strong social media presence because of that. Yeah, it's and it's because of her stamp. Like, with a face like that and a mug like that, you know. You know that there are only so many ways that you can be lit where it would not be in your favor. You Absolutely. Know? That's That was my pick. It's time for our first Maxi Challenge of the season, and it's just a runway. That's it. No double looks, no twists. Simple, single runway, like every other episode. They're going to serve looks that most represent their place of origin. What would you do for this category? Mm, um, I guess I would want to somehow combine a, show, a Las Vegas showgirl with Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe some of the, the colors of the flag in a giant, beautiful showgirl. Think like Kahana Montrese's like giant feather. Like extension. That's what I, in a, in a world where I had unlimited funds to, to get this, I would be a, sh a showgirl down. I'd have I love that. bundles, hair super long, and then I would just walk out there glistening and in this giant showgirl costume. I love that. I'm here for it. All right, let's find you a sugar daddy. Let's get this look made. Who says I already don't have one? There it is. It will also be in this moment that Lolita and Valentina reveal that the very first guest judge of Drag Race Mexico is Christian Chavez. Are you familiar with his work? Yeah, he was on Rebelde. Yeah. yeah. Very handsome man. I, oh my God. So attractive. I was, I guess this whole, this, this is going to be my problem with Drag Race Mexico. I'm going to look at everyone. I'm going to be like, <laughs> should I DM them? That is my thing. <laughs> I, I'm so delusional. I never believe someone is so out of reach that they won't respond to a DM. I'm like, they're, 
they're gonna want to talk to me. <laughs> I think they would. I think they would. That is literally what I always say. I'm like. <laughs> Now, we're already halfway through our episode, so there is no time to see them de-drag, claim their stations. We're moving straight into Elimination Day. Now, the queens are going to dance their way in as they're excited for the first challenge. Since there's not much news since we last left them, the girls will dive into their experience in the piñata challenge. And the girls want to hear from Gala, but Christian will chime in and be like, I'll tell you how it went. Her balls fell out. Um, and boy, that got a reaction in that workroom. They, they wanted to know more. But Margaret is congratulated on her win, and she never thought she'd be the first winner. Time is of the essence, so Luke's going to get right into face. Pixie Pixie will just so happen glance over to Christian's photos. And let's be honest, they've probably been there for for a little bit of time, but Pixie is going to use this time to ask her about it. The photo is of Christian and her lucky charms, her wife Erica and daughter Bella. What a precious photo. It was so beautiful. I love that they have like a little piece of home because Drag Race yeah. is successful. Christian says that she's not just at Drag Race for herself, but her family to give them better living opportunity. Christian shares that she met her wife at a show doing a performance of Alejandra Guzman. Now, I don't know who she was, but I Google image searched her and that got me down a rabbit hole. What a journey that was. Are you familiar with Alejandra Guzman? And I feel like that's okay. Kind of a hate crime to to Latin people. Like, <laughs> um, all I know is that she definitely had some work done, and it is perfect for a drag illusion. Oh my god, I I need to go find some work of Christian doing her. But Christian shares that it's been hard to have this family, and she worked very hard. She never imagined that life in the universe would give her another chance to love because it's unconditional love. She says they never imagined they'd be a couple, but love is love. I would love to hear more about Christian and what she identifies as because this story just felt very refreshing on Drag Race. And if they happen to be straight or bi or whatever, it wasn't used as a, look, it's Maddie Morphis, it's a straight person doing drag. Like this felt authentic and, and, and beautiful. Yeah, it was. And like, nobody can deny that Christian is like a sickening drag queen. Yeah, it absolutely. It wasn't one of those things where the storyline overshadowed the drag. Right. I have a feeling we're going to learn more, but we will have a very touching moment where Christian just gushes about her daughter and how everything she does is for her. Everything that she makes in drag is for her family. The tears are already flowing and it's only episode one. So we're going to turn to Pixie and learn about her family situation. And before she can even say a word, she gets a hug from Christian. We learn that Pixie's dad died of a sudden heart attack, which was hard on her to make the decision to come to Drag Race. She tells the story about how she needed 5,000 pesos to pay a designer. Her dad lent her the money only a half hour before he passed, telling her, don't worry, you don't need to pay it back. I will always support you. This was quite touching and moving to me personally, as while she didn't know that this was going to be her last conversation with her dad before he passed, I didn't get that chance with my dad. I didn't have one last conversation with my dad because when he called me from the hospital, I was hanging out with a stupid boy and I said I would call back later and I tried and he didn't answer because he was not mentally there because of his medication. And a few weeks later he was gone. And it's something that is going to live with me for the rest of my life. And I think that's why Pixie's story really, really 
touched me. Yeah. Um, you, you, you never know when, when your last time saying goodbye is. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that one day we will have one final conversation with someone before they pass. And the reality is that we just can never expect it. Yeah. And we will never know when that moment will come. I hope you know in some way and somewhere in your heart that you do you do have your father with you to yeah. to say goodbye to because nothing is I said earlier loss is an offering and loss is a gift, but the reality is that loss doesn't really exist because everything exists within us. Like absolutely we lose. Pixie Pixie is just emboldened and empowered by the love and the knowledge of empathy that her family has given to her and the the lessons of generosity that are embedded into her fibers and her drag that she brought to this competition and it's just so exciting pixie says that she is honoring her dad at drag race She's going to make the most out of her destiny, all while competing and having fun. She's doing it for herself and for her dad's honor. And that's all the mirror talk we're going to get this week. More backstories to come in the coming weeks, but I thought this was just like so strong to start off with. So beautiful and so, um, I guess the both stories are like stories of love and power mm-hmm. and the ways in which how being present with one another transgresses distance um, in a time where, you know, things feel harder to cross than ever before. You know, when you're on a set like Drag Race, you're literally isolated from the world. And so to hold on to the the memories of people is what makes us feel closer really? to them in those times. And it's it's so powerful to be able to get to know someone this quickly on a show like this, um, because I feel like I, I I know who Christian and Pixie are, and I'm excited that we're going to have the opportunity to learn about the rest of the cast as the season goes on, because everyone's life has a story. It's so interesting that you say that you like you know these people already, because I feel like I've just been given like a brief summary of maybe one chapter of the. Like, mm-hmm. And it's, it makes me more excited to learn more about them throughout the season and then equally and in turn, everyone else. Yeah. Well, let's bring it to the runway where this main stage is so fun. I love that back wall. So much possibility with an LED screen. You can do anything you want. Now, Valentina will strut the runway. And I was like, okay, that's a serve. Love the look. But where is your partner in crime? Don't worry. The music's going to start over. Lolita comes out in an equally impressive look. Um, I don't know who their designers are, but A+. plus. I loved Valentina's look. Oh, my God. Me and my good sister, Miss Frida Kulo, we hopped on the phone call, literally as she's watching it, to talk about it live um, and our experience live. We both like just gagged over Valentina. She she took something and really made it so effortless and beautiful and just like if she's trying hard, then trying hard looks good on her. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like they will both be presenting on the main stage. Listen, if you're a co-host, thanks share the duties. 
And we're going to welcome to our premiere panel, first up, our regular weekly judge, Oscar Madrazo, who didn't need to come in so hard with the harness with the shoulder pieces. I see you. I see you. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with his work? Uh, he was hot. Yeah. Was hot. I'm not familiar with his work, but I, I'm excited to get familiar with him. <laughs> yeah. And then joining them are joining the judges, Christian Chavez, who is saying, fuck the binary, free the nip, and um, I hope it's not cold in the studio. And it was probably freezing. Oh, absolutely. They Listen, want nipples hard. They want if, those nipples hard. Literally. If you do something with drag artists and it is not blasting air conditioning, you're not doing drag artists a good service. It has to be cold. It has to be cold. Like, Always. I, I want it freezing. I, want it freezing. I remember DragCon London. I understand it was January in the UK. Don't put the heat on. No, 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 no. We're all sweating. Put the fucking air on. Literally, drag is layers. Mm -hmm. Drag is layers. The last thing we want is to take our garments off at the end of the day and have a pool just right out of our garments. Okay, let's go with categories My Homeland and Honor the Runway. We are going to play Welcome Home or Leaving Home. First up is Miss Vallarta. No design is listed. She's not pink. She's serving us blue daba dee daba die as she pays homage to the seahorse statue, which is of a person riding a seahorse. Um, I think she nailed the colors, but the execution of matching them was not quite right. I don't know if the execution of the look was the most flattering. I think she played with the proportions. If she had played with the proportions a bit more, the structure and the tail of the seahorse, this could have been a real cool moment. I will say I love the hair. I know it's a drag thing to have stones, but it works for this nautical-inspired look. I'm glad you think so. I didn't think any of it worked. I thought... I thought there were maybe elements that she could take and expand on. I think that she was just... She was almost there. Like, this was almost yeah. something really amazing. And it's not to say that this is awful and that she looked crazy. She's beautiful. She, yeah, this is just like, this is just not it, you know. Christian says he loves the look, but doesn't know if it's the fountain or a statue in Puerto Vallarta. He says he feels like it could get a bit lost in the aesthetics she was looking for. Valentina says that the colors look very pretty to her, but as someone who spends a lot of time in Vallarta, she feels like it should have been more proactive. I will give this a soft welcome home. Mm -mm, not me. Not welcoming at home. Mixed by the audience, 55% welcome home, 45% leaving home. Next up, Regina Voce, look by Eric George, Jules by Gustavo Huguera. She is giving Mexico City through the Soimaya Museum. The inspiration is there. I love how she took that and created the corset that cascades into the dress. Now, where things get a little bit interesting is she is also taking on the Angel of Independence statue. I see it. But from what I've seen, the statue is gold. She's serving silver. Not a bad thing, just a thing to notice. So she's trying to make everything work together. I think this is a very busy and heightened look. There are pieces she could have easily edited out and still have had the same effect, specifically the earrings. They are giant. They are dangling in a way that blends into the other elements as opposed to allowing them to have their moment. I like to see her go a little further on this first runway. Um, and I have to note that the corset string and the red on the back was a major mess like 
you only see it when she walks away but i need it to be black to tie into the rest of the look yeah i also thought the course it could have been tighter and i thought that that just cutting off right here is just a really it's it's just not doing it for me the wings are a little crazy uh the earrings were beautiful um but like there's just there's a lot there yeah. was a lot happening, and I think that it just got lost under it all, so I'm not welcoming it home. I'm going to give it a soft leaving home. The audience, 60% welcome home, 40% leaving home. Serena Morena, no designers listed. I have to say that when she walks down the runway, compared to the photo taken backstage, tells two very different stories, because had that dress not written up, I don't know if my critique would have been so harsh. That being said, the look is inspired by the San Marcos National Fair, where her gloves are the two roosters going to fight. Um, not sure if the color story with the oranges and reds and yellows paired with the black dress have any specific significance, but I felt that it was two looks combined to make it. There was a bit of a disconnect. Um, would have loved for her to have a grander outfit, but what she mastered is the mug. Truly beautiful. Listen, when you have a smile that beams, you just have so much life on stage, and that's what she's bringing. Yeah. Yeah, she's bringing personality because the look was not it, I think. Yeah. You know, it, I don't, and you can see in the pictures side by side to like the, the runway, it's like the pictures are colorized and color corrected to, to mute certain things that you don't get to just mute in person. Like, right. And like tonally, it, it just, it was a, a little underwhelming and a miss for me as well. Leaving home leaving. for me. Audience 42% welcome home, 58% leaving home. Christian Peralta, no designers listed. I don't know if she was the front runner before the season started, but this episode, she certainly is a contender for the crown. So she first comes out in this brown diaper, as I'll call it. You know, like the reveal looks that Aquarius done fucked up reveals on Drag Race. The look represents the Tanapake jugs. And then bam, she reveals into this stunning dress just flawlessly. The way the ribbons move with the transparency of the dress, the bitch sold it. I know we sometimes overhype a reveal, but she did a reveal the way a reveal needs to be done. Be better than the first look. Truly a masterful moment and a truly stunning representation of Mexican folklore in this dress. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And I just can't forget that moment when the reveal happened because I was, like I said, I was on the phone with Frida and she just started shouting as well as the judges. Like she yeah. was so excited. So that moment just brought me so much joy, just as much as the, the garment that was revealed. Like that was a beautiful, beautiful piece that worked, I think, um, partly because of the transparency of the second, mm-hmm. like the bottom half. It was just, it was beautiful and it moved. So stunning. Lolita says she is a fan of reveals as they give her a lot of life. She says the secret is if you want to win her over, reveal, reveal, reveal. She says it was very well executed. Oscar says that this is what Draggers Mexico is about. He says these moments of adrenaline when she made them scream, stand up, and spin like crazy in the chair. He says it's the first moment he feels at that level. It's a definite welcome home for me. Yeah, it's a welcome home. Audience, 92% welcome home, 8% leaving home. Next up, Margaret Ia, hair by hair XCM, lettering by Nin de la Fuente. 
We all know that on this podcast, I am the ultimate defender of campy drag. It's in my blood. It courses through my veins. I love camp. But if you're going to do camp, it's got to be good. And this was a moment I think she regretted the moment everyone else put on their looks. She's giving you the pigeons and trash of Mexico City. And I don't know if they're as dirty as our New York City pigeons. But um, if they are, they're gross, nasty, trashy. I think part of the problem here is the shape and the silhouette, the the jacket part of the garbage bag and the caution tape just lacked impact i think if it had a little more variety in sizes it could have created a little more variance in movement that being said the strips she used were quite large so it was going to be hard to have that fringe moment she wanted i like the graphic mug it's part of her character but then that the, that silver dress also lacked a story until we got to the back of it where it said mexico city smells like poop i can't confirm or deny that but i thought it was a funny statement just probably didn't help the tourism department though yeah like this is just it was a fun look i didn't hate it as much as i thought i did originally mm-hmm. you know um i just think it was just it was one of those looks that was almost going somewhere and then yeah it took a wrong left turn and now it's like 30 blocks down and struggling to find its way yep Christian says that he feels he understood the concept of Mexico City, but maybe that's not something they'd like to show all the time. But he says he loves it and that he loves her art and what she does. Lolita says she totally understands the concept and made her laugh. She says she's from Mexico City and sure, it smells like that, but she doesn't like to say it so the tourists can come. Oscar says that she is an artist and it is valid to express herself like that, but he doesn't want to see that of his Mexico. I'm going to give this a leaving home. I'm going to give it a leaving home as well. Audience, 18% welcome home, 82% leaving home. Garavado, look by Aveche, earrings by Gustavo Higuero. She is giving the monarch butterfly a reserve in gown form. I know that we tend to stray away from butterflies on Drag Race because they are cursed thanks to Asia O'Hara, but this was very pretty. I love how she crafted a headpiece with the butterflies. That is a bit of a nod to the fashion runway. The gown and the cape are very pretty, and the material works well with her body. I like this. Everything about it was very beautiful and tranquil to me. It was very peaceful. Yeah, it was pretty. Like I really liked it. It was a pretty look. Yeah. And the makeup was so beautiful, so beautiful. This... I think would have been a great entrance look. Yes, absolutely. I'll give it a welcome home. I'll give it a welcome home. Audience, 95% welcome home, 5% leaving home. But Melha Noir, no designers listed. She is coming out as a little doll. I love the elements. I love the colors. I love the story. I think the proportions are not letting itself, uh, lending itself to a flattering runway look. There is a natural movement that the skirt gives thanks to the pleats and how it's crafted. The bottom part of it falls straight down when it wants to flourish out a bit more, which causes a strange shape for her. The other thing that has strung me is the black tights. I think the skirt wanted to touch the floor to seem as if she was floating, but the exposed tights make the proportions feel like it's not fitting her body perfectly. And the neck, up but the neck up is exceptional like i love the makeup i love the headdress um but something about it was not giving everything i think she wanted out of it especially because if you go to her social media she gives you a completely different look yeah i think that this was a piece that looks better as separates Mm -hmm. you know um i think that it was like almost gonna be something as well and it could have been something really fucking dope but she did what she did and there there goes that 
At Christian says, <laughs> yeah, Christian says being into the character, he feels that the Mexican bit had him somewhat confused, but loves what she does. Lolita says it was the same as with Vallarta. She needed a wow factor. She says, okay, she delivered. And Oscar says, congratulations on everything the costume has. I'm going to give this right in the middle, soft, soft welcome home, because I do like the story. I'm not welcoming it home. Audience, 67% welcome home, 33% leaving home. Orgenes, look by Rosario Gles, hand-painted by Angel Montes. We are taking a trip to Chihuahua while paying homage to the Tarahumara indigenous group. The first part with the painted image of Juan Gabriel and his Noah Noah is magnificent. I really loved it. The stoning was absolutely the right decision to do. The headband was evocative to the story she was telling. Had she kept the look on and not revealed to, as Valentina will say, the diaper booty, I think we all would have been like, smart choice. I'm not sure if what she was wearing was a traditional look or not, but how it was presented on the runway, Valentina might have been onto something. I will say I do love the top post reveal. Arhanis made it look good with those shoulders. Like the, those could be overwhelming for someone, but she looked good. I didn't like it. And I did, definitely didn't like that diaper reveal. Like, I would not welcome it home. I would say. I'm going to welcome it home. The audience, 85% welcome home, 15% leaving home. Matraka, no designers listed. I want to know the designers because everything about this look got me excited. I adore the color story. I adore the headpiece. I love the silhouette. This is a skinny bitch who is not afraid to veer away from body, yaddy, yaddy in order to serve a brilliant runway. Love the nods to the Mexican folklore throughout. Um, she is giving one of the most beautiful paints of this cast. This look was youthful and playful, yet perfectly elevated. It was stunning. It was stunning. I really loved this look as well. Valentina says she really loves that she has fashion proposals. She says her makeup is stunning. Lolita says that her costume is magical. She says the attention to detail, the devil is in the details, and the devil knows it well. Oscar says that she managed to bring the fashion elements to their traditions, and that's the perfect mix. He says it's a museum piece, and it's his favorite of the night. Um, I think this is raw. No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe top two of the night for me. Welcome home, for sure. Yeah, I thought this was brilliant it was beautiful Love audience 100 welcome home welcome. next up pixie pixie look by Kodazin. gloves by leon accessories and i said top two because this is probably my other one this is what i wanted on episode one of drag race mexico she says this is her folk costume that is a fantasy of mexico city aka Gibraltar square she's giving you this mariachi look adorned stunningly with roses all while maintaining the black and white motif Everything about this was perfectly executed. She ha just had a sense of confidence and ecstasy that took the runway. Um, this would be the look that I would send to someone to convince them to watch this franchise. Now, I know that Valentina did a look like this on her All-Star season, but I bet she was sitting there being like, damn, this bitch did it better. She did a look like this on All-Stars? I believe so. It was one of her uh, runways. On Let me Maybe I'm wrong. I thought she did. I think she she did a mariachi look on season nine. Was it season nine? Oh my god! Yeah. You're it okay. Was the, the like welcome home one. Um, See, I get everything confused at this point in time. <laughs> yeah. It all blends together. Yeah, uh, I think this is beautiful. This is this is what I want to see as well. Like, I loved that someone did mariachi. I feel like most people probably stayed away from um, mariachi mm -hmm. because they're like 
that's such an American thing to like sit there and claim as Latin, but it's just, it's so beautiful. And Mariachi yeah, is already this, like really queer. <laughs> yeah, this was so, so, so well done. Um, it's a welcome home for me. It's a welcome home for me. Audience 100% welcome home. Uh, yeah, I I get all the seasons confused. I took a um, Sporkle quiz. I don't know if you're familiar with Sporkle where you can really like, well, it was like name all the contestants of Drag Race and I couldn't do it. I got a 91% out of it, but um, I can't do it. I can't remember everybody. So much drag. There's a lot. Next up, Lady Keto. Look by Hector Serna, Bouquet by Nutara Fluoreya. This was so lovely, and I think she nailed the assignment. Um, this was a moment to discuss Moshe, and she says this is a Moshe getting married. Um, it's a proper bride. As we learned from Lady Kato, Moshe is a person assigned male at birth who dresses and believes in ways other associated with women. It is also seen as a third gender. Love that. On episode one of Dragos Mexico, we get to have this conversation for the world to hear because it's important. It's very important. She has jewelry from the Tehap. The Hotepec is Mos, very beautiful, pairs well with the story of the look. Um, I, I was very moved by this look. It was pretty. I liked it. I didn't, I don't know, I guess I just didn't live for it as much as, like, the judges. I thought it was pretty, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like, yeah, this is the one. Christian will ask to hear the story behind the costume, and she will say the costume is a bride, but mainly she is dedicating the costume and the runway to her mother-in-law who passed away. She says this is for her, and she is there because of her. Christian says that she is a beautiful bride, and it's nice that she shows this, and this is a gift to her mother-in-law, saying she is watching and smiling from heaven. Valentina will say that she kind of thought about Mushe and the fact that she looks like a Mushe touches her heart because right now Mushe marriages are criticized and can't get married in Oaxaca. And to see her as a bride is something very beautiful. It made her heart so happy to see. I will give it a welcome home. I'll welcome it home as well. Audience, 90% welcome home, 10% leaving home. We're going to learn that the judges have decided that Rohina Voce Serena Morena, Galavaro, Argenes, and Pixie Pixie are safe, leaving Miss Vallarta, Margarita, Christian Peralta, Matraca, Vermela, Noir, and Lady Caro as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree with everyone's placements? I think for me, yeah, the only one I think should have been in the top was Pixie Pixie. Yeah, it was like, that's the only one. Um, I probably would have swapped her with um, Lady Caro. I, that's who I would have swapped. It is our first Untucked Junior, and the safe girls are already slayed into the others. Argena says that Margaret looks like she was wearing a dress to which Gata will say that she is very camp and it was very cute and original. Argena thinks she is very much into herself, believing she only does things she can understand and they don't. Um, There is just no celebration that they made it through, just setting up Argena for her villain era, which was very interesting. I was like, they're not going to celebrate. Oh my God, first Untucked. All right, fine. The tops and bottoms return, and there are some feelings. They say it was intense. Margaret is feeling bad and thinks everyone is going to hell. Miss Vallarta says it was weird. She's not going to sit there and say she thought she'd be one of the tops, but the first thing they say, it's flawless, but she didn't get it. Margaret believes she'll be in the lip sync, likely against Miss Vallarta. And Vermelia says that this challenge does not fully represent what her drag is. Which is interesting because it is the first episode and it's your hometown. So I would hope it has some inclination of what you do. 
but she knows she screwed up and it won't she won't let it define what is going to happen margaret will start to spiral and says she thinks that this was her last chance to show she is good and she screwed up and the girls are going to immediately come to her defense as margaret believes everyone will make fun of her as usual is that a thing do, do people make fun of her on social media yeah that's the part that i didn't really understand i was like you're giving them too much power by telling them that they'll do that. Yeah. Like, but I understand the, the crippling nature of what drag racers feel like when the judges are telling you that they don't like something that you're doing. You must feel so undone. Absolutely. Nagata will, of course, stir the pot a bit and say that whoever leaves will be making history. I mean, yes, that's a fact, but like maybe not, not say that to the girls who are going through it right now. Literally. It is time to find out our first results of the season as it will be Valentina this week who gets the silence line. Um, do you think we're going to get them to switch off um, between Valentina and Lolita who gets to say like the iconic drag race lines? I don't know. I, I didn't we'll really find out next week, I guess. I, yeah, I was like, I really liked Valentina doing it. The judges have decided that Christian Peralta is the winner of the week. Matraca, Lady Quero, and Margarita are safe, leaving Vermelia and Miss Vallarta as the bottom two. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah, I think it was going to be what any combination of the three would have felt right. Still, don't, I didn't want to see any of them go home, honestly. Um, we'll get to the result shortly. But um, I just think everyone brought it this week. Like, it was... This was a, probably one of the strongest premiere episodes of any franchise. It was so fun. It was so fun. I loved almost every single minute of it. Now, the song for the lip sync is En La Escrudad by Belinda. Are you familiar with that track? No. Yeah, neither was I. But um, There were they. <laughs> <laughs> Valentina is probably getting flashbacks to her lip sync because, well, these two didn't know the words. Um, and they did not have a mask to keep on to protect themselves. When the judges are lip syncing better than the contestants, you know some trouble is brewing. Like, listen, I know nerves are real. This is a very stressful situation being the first lip sync of your franchise, but that's part of the profession, right? You know, not every drag performer is a is a <laughs> lip syncer, I guess. It's true. Um, yeah, that was a train wreck. I guess when it was it was so bad that when Oscar doesn't even react when the song finishes and you have Valentina and Lolita just giving golf claps, you knew they weren't happy. So what happens now? Do they both go home? Who gets eliminated? Um, well, somehow we have entered the portal of episode one of Drag Race Italia as it has reopened. The fever dream is alive and well, just like Drag Race Italia episode one, season one, no one is eliminated. What did you think should have happened? I honestly was hoping that Valentina would be like, yeah, this lip sync fucking sucked. Um, so we're going to give you another shot to prove yourself. Here is another song. That would have been fun. Lip sync again. That would have been really, that, that would have been really iconic for sure. Um, now, knowing that they are both safe, knowing they did a poor job, do you think this makes them bigger targets for the rest of the girls? Do you think they have to prove themselves even more to the judges? I think definitely there's probably some weight of wanting to prove that you are not deserving of going home. 
Um, but to the other competitors, they're probably just like there now. They're probably just like these people, bottom of the totem pole, not a threat. Yeah. Um, and then the episode ends with Valentina getting to say Rue's infamous outro, which I found fucking iconic because all the other franchises, especially ones hosted by RuPaul contestants, they have their own lines. None have Rue. So I was like, ooh, Rue let Valentina borrow it. Okay, I'm here for it. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Absolutely. What is this Lip Sync's legacy? Where does it fall in double Shantae's? Um, I think it's a it's not one I'm thinking about, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but it is one where I'm just like, wow, I'm happy that they both did get to stay like still because I know that people invest a lot of like yeah. time, money into drag race packages. And so at least they get another shot to hopefully show maybe a little bit more of themselves because maybe this was just a bad day. Absolutely. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Uh, Galavaro won my heart. Matraca. <laughs> Same. So, so close second. Close second. Um, as far as drag, Pixie Pixie really showed up. Mm-hmm. Like, really showed up. I think they had the strongest workroom entrance look and just like a really, really beautiful runway. So yeah. I think that they did incredible. For me, I think overall, I think Pixie Pixie is a very close second to Christian because everything that Christian presented, whether oh it was through storyline or drag. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. Very excited. Next week, we are getting a quinceanera design challenge. Um, what would you design for a quinceanera inspired look? I would be so princess. Mm-hmm. I would want a beautiful, beautiful gown um probably uh something in like a blue i don't know i would think very cinderella i love that that is my dream now speaking of quinceaneras um if you haven't seen it friends uh go harass frida kulo because during the age of digital drag frida actually did a quinceanera number inspired by abba's chikatita uh, one of the best digital drag performances <laughs> I have ever fucking seen. Um, I probably have it on my computer. I can send it to people. But harass Frida about it. It is so well done. Just harass Story. Frida in general. Just yeah, harass just harass Frida, Frida in general. <laughs> she loves it. She loves attention. All right. Um, after one episode, the winner of the season is... Garabato. All right, Garabato. No, um, wait. No, no, no. To win the entire thing? To or... win the entire thing. Oh no, Garabato's not winning. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm torn between two people, and that is um, Pixie Pixie and Margaret. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm just having this Christian uh, fangirling moment, so I'm going to go with Christian. But let me know. I'm going to change my answer every week, depending on how things go. But where can everyone find you on social media? Venmo and any projects you want to plug. Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram at Privilege Queen. That's P-R-I-V-I-L-E-G-E. There is no D in privilege, but there can be one in me. Privilege Queen on Instagram, as well as Twitter. Um, on Spotify, just look up Privilege. You can listen to my music. 
and then as far as like upcoming projects, I am really excited. I've been working on a, on a labor of love for a little bit over a year now. So I'm so excited to release a new EP later this year with music, more songs that just feel closer to home. I love that. I can't wait. Well, thank you for being my first guest for Dragons Mexico. I am so excited for the rest of the season and I can't wait to see what happens next. Me too. Peace and love. Have a happy season of Drag Race Mexico and let me know whenever you want to do this again. 